This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. This is Tort Talk, a show that we bring to you every single week about law, legal matters, things that you might need to know if you ever have to go to court or if you just want to settle a case. These are important things for you to know because, well, I'll tell you from personal experience, I didn't know them, and now I do because I get to talk to the expert about it. I am Paul Stadden. I'm the person who asks questions. I am the host. I am not the expert. The expert is Terrence Gross of Gross & Schuster. Welcome back to the show, Terrence. Glad to be here, and it's always a pleasure. Well, let's talk a little bit about... Well, we've been going over cases, and I wanted to ask you last time. I left it on talking about diagnostic scans and pictures, but then we kind of got talking before we started turning the microphones on about the nature of surveillance. This is interesting to me because I have seen plenty of the cop shows and the lawyer shows and all that, and, you know, PIs uh, surveilling people, but I don't know what the reality is. I've never, at least I don't know if I've ever been surveilled, and I certainly never surveilled anybody or had to have somebody surveilled. So maybe let's start there with surveillance in a case and how, what a difference it can make. And how it's done, too. You know, it it can make a big difference, uh, especially if they get good surveillance that uh, totally undermines what the plaintiff maybe has testified to. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times pre-suit, unless if it's really good, they may show it to me. Most of the times pre-suit insurance companies will not share surveillance with me Mm -hmm. unless they really got me and they really want to, you know, give me a shock before I file suit. But ordinarily... It's not disclosed, so they don't do it in every case. So you never really know. And how much, how many cases do I settle? Um, you know, where there's been surveillance, I don't know that either. But what I do know, first of all, let me tell you the law in Florida. Okay. The law in Florida says that you can ask the insurance company about surveillance, blah blah blah, once you file a lawsuit, and they have to tell you. But they don't have to give you the surveillance or show it to you until they've had an opportunity to depose the plaintiff. So the courts want them to, you know, drill the plaintiff first. When when you know there's surveillance and they got them maybe doing something, and it's pretty scary for me, but huh. that's the law. So they have they get that one free shot. So now they depose you. And let me tell you a true case. Okay. So I had this guy I was representing back in the 1980s, and he was a good old boy. You know, he's, he, he lived up around Shamukla, which I guess – Maybe people in the podcast don't know about, but we kind of know about it, the, yeah. the most rural area, area of, the, of the county. And, um, you know, he testified, well, I used to hunt a lot, but I don't hunt anymore. So the lawyer at the deposition says, so you, you don't hunt anymore. <laughs> and uh, he goes, nope. So what you're saying under oath, sir, is that you have not hunted since this accident. No, sir, I have not hunted since this accident. So, on November the 12th, 1986, you didn't own a green El Camino? Oh, yeah, I owned a green El Camino. So, on that date, on November the 12th, you and another buddy didn't pull a big buck out of the woods and drag it towards the El Camino and lift it up and throw it into the back of the El Camino? Oh, that buck. And they had, <laughs> oh, they, the guy oh. looked at, they videotaped it. And here's a guy saying, I can't work and I can't do this. And he, I, I ended up selling that case for whatever I could. 
at that time because they caught the guy dead to rights, uh, uh, you know, fabricating, lying. And, and, and I am proud to say that I, I, I've never gone to trial on a person that I thought was lying. Now, right. I get retained by some people. If I find out, then, of course, I, I push them uh, towards a settlement of whatever we can get. Because uh, sometimes they could be injured. They're, they're just embellishing. You right, know. right. I'm not saying they're not injured. Uh, but, you know, sub, sometimes the surveillance doesn't hurt at all. And sometimes it's... Um, it's helpful. So I had a uh, fella also around the 1990s in Fort Walton. And what he was, he was a custom carpenter. So he's the type of guy that would make windows. He'd make windows. He'd make doors, custom doors, all this stuff. And then he'd go in and install them in new high-end construction. That was his job. And so they take his deposition about that. And they say, are you still doing it? He says, well, yes and no. What I'm doing is I'm still making these windows and doors in my backyard. I have sawhorses. I, I manage to get it on the sawhorse. I make it, but they come pick it up and stall. I can't do that anymore. But yes, I'm still in my backyard doing that work because I need to earn a, a living. Well, meanwhile, they, they then disclosed the surveillance. And the surveillance, they got into a tree on a vacant lot. Because this guy had a privacy fence. So okay. a guy's up a, climbs up a tree with a camera and shows my guy doing just that. And even when he lifted one of those door things up, he yeah. even grimaced. And he was oh. wearing a back brace. And the surveillance didn't hurt me at all. Because oh, it showed him doing exactly what he said he was doing. Mm. Uh, it didn't hurt me in that one iota because it, it showed he's telling the truth. It's exactly, it mirrored and he had no idea it had been that the surveillance had taken right, place. He right. didn't have a clue. Uh, and but it didn't impeach him. Now, on another thing, this was real unnerving. This is so subtle. So I'm representing another guy in the 1980s in Fort Walton, very overweight, <clears throat> with a low back injury. Our whole claim is low back. And every time I met him a lot, you know, right. for trial. And every time he'd look at me and said, Mr. Gross, do you mind if I sort of stand because I can't sit for long? periods of time and every time he'd get out of his chair uh, mm-hmm. you know the, mm-hmm. you, you'd see that and i felt so sorry for this guy right and uh, so we were going for quite a bit of money and um we found out late in the day they'd done sur- sur- surveillance of of him then they didn't want to give it to us so i had to file a motion to compel and we get it and but the guy had already given a deposition and his deposition was that he can't sit more than five minutes at a time or 10 minutes. I'd even ask the judge. We had a special hearing when we went before the judge. I said, judge, would you mind that if during the trial, if he's, my client was real quiet and discreet, if he just sort of stood up occasionally, because he just can't sit through the trial, but he could, if he stood right. up and yeah. And the judge says, sure, Mr. Gross, as long as he's not disruptive and just does it quietly, I'll let you do that. So the surveillance, he was not jogging. He wasn't doing any, he wasn't playing golf. He was sitting in a rocking chair, and that was all. Ugh. But hold on. He was whittling, rocking in a rocking chair for, it was the most boring surveillance, <laughs> but for over an hour. Oh, my gosh. With no grimace, no pain. And when he finally got out, there was no grimace when he got out of his rocking chair. Mm-hmm. So he'd sat in that thing with no signs of anything. And I brought that to his attention, and then we, we settled like three days for trial. Because yeah. even though it seemed innocuous, Without his testimony or without my knowledge of whatever, you would say, well, 
that doesn't show anything. Right. But it did. Yeah. It did. Gosh. And, and one more, one more, because these things just keep on coming out of my head. Good. So I'm representing this lady, and I'm six feet tall. This lady's taller than me. This was a big, strong, country lady. All right. And her old injury was back or whatever, and she was a one-person landscaper. And so right. her, t- her testimony to me was that she had to cut back, that she still did the business. She was still doing mowing and all that, but she had, she wasn't, you know, planting shrubbery. She wasn't digging up shrubbery. She was just doing, you know, blowing leaves and cutting lawns and that type of thing. Well, they had surveillance and man, she was planting big trees, like seven year old fruit trees or whatever they were. And I mean, I was thinking I need to hire her. And so, and so I just let her watch it with me and, uh, you know, we end up selling that case. Yeah, so I would that, think so. <laughs> yeah. So so it, that surveillance, it, it's a two-edged sword. Uh, but yes, when it, when it's damaging, it's damaging. Oh, man. Uh, and and so it's not done much. You don't see it much. I, I suspect it's only done in 5 or 10% of the cases. Okay. Well, what about you know getting like a doctor's opinion when they see video and they can say no, this doesn't look as bad as it really is, or oh no, this looks worse than it really is. You know, how important is a doctor's opinion in something like that? Well, the doctor's opinions are good, but for instance, on one of those cases, I can't remember which one. It may have been the lady with the shrubbery. I think we went to the doctor's deposition, and at the deposition, the lawyer showed a clip of that video to the doctor. Okay. And, and said, doctor, this is on such and such a date when she was telling you all the back pain, she couldn't do this. Is this video you just saw, is this inconsistent with what she's telling you? He goes, uh, yes. Well, mm-hmm. does this change your opinion that you just told Mr. Gross that she's injured for the rest of her life because of this accident and can't do all these duties. Does this now change your opinion? Uh, yes. Oh. And so it, you know, it's kind of like a house of cards. Yeah. And you could build this house of cards, but it's very fragile, and and something could undo it. Uh, so just one piece of credibility, and sometimes it's medical records. Probably, what if you tell the doctor at the first appointment that? Doctor, I've never had any prior knee pain whatsoever. I got a case right now where there's a big dispute because the guy had knee surgery, but yet I got prior records where he had knee complaints and he's denying it. He's even denying it to me when I'm showing him the records. <laughs> I'm saying, sir, the records are showing prior knee problems. So the kid with the hand caught in the cookie jar. Right. Like, no, I'm not taking the cookie. You're taking the cookie right now. Like, oh, gosh. Okay. So. All right, so then you Real have... quickly, I just made me think of something. Oh, please, please, please. Have you watched, is it Geico? What's the new commercial where they do the timeout with the red football flag? They get in an argument. You haven't seen that on TV? No. There's a real cute insurance commercial where somebody's arguing. Like one of them, the son says, Dad, you screamed when you saw the spider. Oh, just, oh, I know exactly oh, what you're talking I didn't about. Scream. Yes, yes. It's just timeout, and they bring the red, and then you get to see the instant replay. And he's, <laughs> I know the exact commercial you're talking about. Exactly. So it's like the pictures worth a thousand words. Oh, my gosh. Well, and uh, what are diagnostic scans worth? If if the picture's worth a thousand words and a diagnostic scan is worth a million or... It can be, but like we talked about on prior shows, the the other show, 
the doctors may disagree about the yeah. diagnostic scans. That's the problem yeah. with MRIs and discs. These doctors may not agree, and the jury can't see it. Yeah. They, they can't see a protrusion. Gosh. Well, these are interesting things because, you know, this may not be something that you're necessarily thinking about when you are going to a lawyer with a case. Or you may have honestly, you know, oh, I, oh, I forgot. That's right. I have knee pain. This stuff is going to come up. So just be prepared for this kind of stuff when you are preparing for your own case that the other lawyer is going to ask a lot of questions and you may not necessarily enjoy all the questions they ask. And plus, you know, surveillance. We just talked about it. They may be watching you. Well, Terrence, how do people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. Makes it super easy. So make sure that you listen to next week's episode. You can get all of them right here. Listen to them on the player. Listen to previous week's episodes. It's super easy. Thank you so much for joining me, Terrence. I'll see you next week. Take care. (laughs) 